We start with uh, reading the verse of the day all together in one voice. Let your priest be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. We pray. O God, protector of all the faithful, you alone make us strong. You alone make us holy. Show us your mercy and forgive our sins day by day. Guide us through our earthly lives that we do not lose sight of the things you have prepared for us in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our lives in this world can be considered as spiritual journey. From the beginning to the end of our lives, we trust that our good Lord will never fail to plan, watch, and guide us. The people just like you and me, who has faith in God, gather together to do God's will, and just like today we worship Him, we call it ministry. Church ministry is not an individual journey. Destinations, style, chosen together in the truth of the Bible. Beside the leader, our Jesus Christ, we better not emphasize my thought, my style, my feeling, my preference without considering others. A couple weeks ago on Trinity Sunday, I proclaimed the holy ministry proclaims the triune God, the Father, Creator, the Son, Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, Sanctifier. And last Sunday at Prince of Peace, Prince Lutheran, Peace Lutheran Church, I proclaimed the message, the holy ministry is filled with people who God called out of his boundless mercy and then focused on us. And today, we focus on God's compassion for his people because the holy ministry, apostles' ministry, is given by God out of his love, out of his compassion for his people. And our next Sunday worship service will hear that the holy ministry preaches Christ in spite of persecution. Our holy journey, in other words, the holy ministry, which is a part of the fulfilling process of, of his compassion for the world. Jesus Christ called his 12 disciples. Simon, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, Simon, Thaddeus, and James, and Judas. Look at those 12. Can you find any great and famous names of their time? Jesus Christ picked up the sinners and guided, equipped them with faith and hope and mission mind. Our holy ministry is given to us by God's love for his people who had been harassed by their spiritual leaders and left leaderless and helpless. Jesus Christ called the twelve and you and me to the ministry of the word so that we may shepherd 
these lost sheep. In Matthew chapter 9, we can find why Jesus sent the twelve to the world. They were the herald of the coming kingdom. As they went with Jesus' message and miracles and go by grace to share grace, we also go to the world by his grace. Let us see what Jesus himself did for his ministry. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed by helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. As the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus visiting all the towns and villages. Jesus teaching. He proclaiming the good news. He healing. He had compassion on the people who need the gospel. And Jesus sent out the twelve as his kingdom workers. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness, and followed by those 12 names again. Jesus sent out his 12 disciples with his own authority, and he sent his 12 with a clear instruction. These 12, Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. The verse 5 is a little tricky. Can we see that Jesus' favoritism? Why Jesus said, do not go among the Gentiles and then do not enter the town of Samaritans? I'll answer. At first, the time of evangelism for the world did not come when Jesus sent the twelve. Jesus' great commission seemed to have started from the day of Pentecost. Jesus wanted the disciple to proclaim the good news to the people that destroyed the sheep of Israel. The Israelites are original branches of the tree of life. However, the Gentiles had been grafted well the Israelites who strongly rejected the gospel. They were cut out. And Romans 11 says, If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. 
If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say that branches were broken up so that I could be grafted in. Granted. But they were broken up because of unbelief. And you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, like Israelite, he will not spare you either. The second answer, fighting with heresy and evangelizing people who were strongly against the truth, it requires more time and more energy. Not because it doesn't have value, but because of the urgency of the final harvest, which is coming as, and Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So we may ask the Lord, then, who's going to take care of them? Jesus said, ask the Lord of harvest, therefore, to send our workers into his harvest field. Our merciful God's love, his love has no favoritism on the people go by the races, go by their educational status. The Lord sent specially well-trained workers into those tough situations. So there are many things we could handle. There are many things specially trained workers could handle. Do you think you're not good enough to explain, to proclaim the gospel? Do you think it is somebody else's job? Apostle Paul urged the Corinthian believers in this way. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gift of healing, of helping, of guidance, and of different kind of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all have a gift of healings? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret now eagerly desire the greater gift? We are all different parts of the body of Christ. You have your own part to cover and work. In addition, St. Paul says, eagerly desire greater gift. I understand this verse as, you better have a passion for their lost souls. The greater gift are needed for kingdom and glory instead of personal satisfaction. Look closely at Apostle Lutheran Church and the school's ministry. Is there anything we can learn from Jesus' ministry? Jesus was visiting all the town and villages. We are located in the south gate of San Jose, and we have a really wide range and wide mission field. However, it does not mean we can just stay in the church. Remember, Apostle Church Building are located in 5828 Santa Teresa Bluebird. But actual Apostle Church is scattered in a couple hundred locations by individual believers just like you and me.
Let us ask the Lord to give us truthful mission mind and open our eyes to see the field. And Jesus was teaching. We call it Christ-centered education for the adult and for the children. In our life, learning never ends. We can learn from everything and everybody. Learning from everything is permissible, but it is not all beneficial. Wisdom, knowledge, social skills, and trend are changing every day. But Christians learn from the Bible. The Bible has the final answer and authority for the believers. The Bible does not need any update for different generations. As Peter says, the grass withered and flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Therefore, those who believe the Bible as the word of God gather together and teach and learn from the word of God. We teach the word of God through our day school, Sunday school, VVS, Easter and Christmas for kids, and kids club, Pioneer, Sunshine Stations, and summer camp, and the Bible camp. That is what our church does. We need to also teach the word of God to the non-believers by inviting them to our Bible classes, small groups, and offer special classes for them. Jesus was proclaiming the good news. I get questions often about the differences of teaching and proclaiming. Both teaching and proclaiming are based on the gospel. And yes, Jesus-centered, but proclaiming is given by the word of God to the listeners. So no questions are actually needed. Trust the word of God and say amen and nodding your head. For that reason, Pastor Zhang has been asking you to say amen during the worship services. One of the powerful ways of proclaiming the word of God is through our worship services. Apostles worship the Lord in traditional services and contemporary services and prayer praise nights. And in addition, we have live streaming of our worship services to the world by our Avest ministry, even this time. Are you a true and proper worshipers? Believers gather together and praise God and hear his word and participate in the communion. The Holy Spirit works with the gospel in the word and sacraments to give and strengthen faith during our worship services, and our God is looking for the true worshipers. John first says, yet a time is coming, has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. You can see that how the Father seeks true worshipers. We should gather often and worship the Lord in the spirit and in truth and receive the grace of God through the gospel in the word and the sacrament. In addition to worshiping at church with fellow believers, 
in Romans chapter 12, we can see a believer's daily life is worship. That is why we close our worship with worship service with the benedictions and the word of brothers and sisters go in peace, live in harmony with one another, and serve the Lord gladness. And then we conclude our second worship services like this. Go in peace. Our walk is not alone. We come to the Lord and worship Him and receive the grace and send back to the world as a herald. Romans 12 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but the transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do not confirm the pattern of this world. It reminds me the Pastor Monkey's T-shirt story. I heard about his favorite church, which was picture of one fish swimming against the streams of other fish. In 2016, an 18-years-old Canadian girl, Brooke Henderson, she won the LPGA Championship, one of the major. This year, she played well also. Actually, she's playing right now. Yesterday, after her round, during an interview, the interviewer mentioned her Canadian leaf pin on her hat because it was Canadian Day. Right after that, the commentator said, she's a really great ambassador. At the time, my eyes were on her necklace because there was a cross. Can you see that? And I prayed, Lord, she's a really good ambassador over you. Please use her talent for your kingdom and your glory. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we can see the purpose of a Christian service for the Lord and his people. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their heart will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks to be God for his incredible, indescribable gift. Jesus was healing the Bible did not say the healing ministry will stop. Therefore, we pray to God sincerely for the sick. And we're going to do that today. We also trust God who gives us the wisdom for developing medical science skills. We also heal the people's spiritual blindness with the gospel by sharing it. 
currently apostles serving the weak and sick right now through the heart-to-heart ministry and love incorporations. And Jesus had compassion on the people who need the gospel. How much do we pay for our salvation? Yes, it was free. Jesus paid all with his own precious blood. Jesus did it because Jesus fully knew Father's love for us. So he fully obeyed the Father's will. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have true love for his people. We are the ones who truly know and taste the love and joy in our daily lives, even though there are little up and down from our perspectives. Apostle has a lady group named Shine serving him in everything, who express their compassion and love to the people who need tender care sent by the handwriting letters. Jesus finalized his instruction for the disciples with, freely you have received, freely give. Can you read all together? Freely you have received, freely give. There is nothing to say. It is my precious. We are the light and the salt. But we cannot illuminate without the true light. Jesus, in the same way, the moon cannot shine without the sun. What we have is all given to us by his love. Therefore, Jesus asks us, freely you have received, freely give. Let us ask the Lord to give us truthful mission mind and compassion of Christ for his people. As Jesus sent out the 12 as his kingdom workers, Jesus also sent us as his kingdom workers with everlasting truth, love, and hope. Amen.